Welcome to the SoulWorks Podcast, a place where we explore self-care strategies that lead us to our well-being and highest self. I'm your host, Ade Chakol. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, I welcome you. I thank you. And I really appreciate you for being here. If you've been following me all this time on my podcast, I love you and I'm so grateful for you. And I appreciate you being with me in this journey. So welcome. And I am so happy today because I'm going to be talking to you guys about something that is extremely important, especially during this time of transition during the pandemic and where, you know, our lives are different. So I wanted to discuss and talk about career and business and how we can grow. You know, this is very important because, you know, health and wellness is holistic. You know, when you think of your health and well-being, a lot of people immediately associate that with food and exercise and drinking water and, you know, those things which are extremely important. However, for you to be wholly and fully well and enjoy your life to the best way that you can, all areas of your life need to come together. And you know that that's really what I'm trying to create an awareness of is that we cannot ignore other things just because we don't associate them with health, or we don't see them directly affecting our health, at least visibly, however they do, you know, just your career and how you feel at your job affects your emotions, affects your mental well-being, and affects you physically. So I encourage you, I invite you to start asking yourself, how am I feeling at work? Am I enjoying it? Am I loving it? Am I really into what I'm doing? Or am I just getting by? Because, you know, that's the work that I do. It pays the bills. And most of the time, it makes me unhappy and I'm miserable. So that really affects you in a larger scheme. It affects your life. And I mean, you live once, right? At least in this time. And as far as you know, you have this one life and you're spending so much of it doing work. And you might as well enjoy that. You might as well appreciate the work that you do. It might as well give you that excitement, that energy when you wake up in the morning. My dad used to always uh, make fun of us on Sunday evenings because We're all like down, tomorrow is Monday, and Monday has been given this, you know, negative kind of energy where, oh, I don't want to go to school, or I don't want to go to work because that's just the beginning of the week. And he used to always say that, oh, I'm so happy, I'm so excited tomorrow, it's Monday, and I love Sunday afternoons because I'm just so excited tomorrow is Monday and I get to go to work. And we'd look at him like, you know, are you serious? But, you know, that showed me of how important it is to love what you should do. He loved what he does. 
So imagine how that can change your life when you're just so excited and pumped up to start the week because you know that you're going to create value. You know that you're going to create something beautiful and you have been giving another week, another opportunity to start to do that. So all this to say is that it really affects your well-being. When you're happy at work, you're happy at home. When you're miserable and you're anxious and stressed and you really don't know why you're in, you know, the work that you're doing, then it's time to reconsider and it's time to think about what you want to do in your life. And you know, by no means I'm saying that if you don't like your job, you have to get up and leave. Most of us cannot do that. We don't have at least, you know, right there the resources to do that. However, there are things that you can do by shifting and changing your mindset to start appreciating and falling in love with what you do by simply making a few tweaks on how you see your day, on how you perceive your day, and how you do your work. How does your work environment look like? Is it representing you? And what are the things that you can do in your daily interactions that will make your job more interesting for you, more enjoyable for you? You know, what are the things that you need to change in your relationship at work with people, with your coworkers? And what are your ideas? And how are you presenting your ideas? How do you feel about yourself when you're there? And these are all things that you can do. And it's not about, you know, other people. It's not about the external again, right? It's about you and how you perceive things and how you respond to things. So if part of your job doesn't, you don't enjoy, are you taking action towards it? Are you talking to your managers and your directors and telling them, listen, you know, I really don't enjoy doing this. Maybe if I can do it in a different way, or maybe if there's anything else that I can do, you know, start your thinking on ways of how you can make what you have more enjoyable. Because sometimes, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And what are you doing to make what you have now work for you and serve you? It's all in your hands, really, when you think about it. It's how you respond to it. But if you, you know, have the resources and if you really don't like your position and you want to switch, opportunities are open for you too. But they're open depending on how much you know yourself and how much you appreciate yourself. What, you know, what do you want to do in your life? And from what I see is, you know, your career should be something that you choose very, very carefully. You need to choose your calling carefully and you have to choose it right. Because that's, again, like I said, you know, it's something that becomes a part of you. It's something that you're contributing to the world. And if you feel like you're not contributing what you love, what you enjoy, that really affects your mental health and affects you emotionally. It affects your self-esteem. It affects your relationships. So choose your career that, you know, makes possible use for you. How is your career useful for you other than financially? 
what are you gaining from it? You know, is it representing you? Is it representing who you are? And if that's something, you know, you cannot get from your job, then start something on the side that you enjoy. At least, you know, create that pathway for you to express yourself and express your wants. And you don't know what might come out of it, but you are giving your opportunity, yourself the opportunity to shine. You're, op- you're, you're giving you the opportunity to create what you need to create. Because if you, know, if you have dreams inside of you and you're not pursuing them, you're not taking action, those dreams are not going to stop. I know for me, I've always wanted to serve others. I've always wanted to heal. And I knew that I never wanted to be a physician. That wasn't my calling. But then like, how am I supposed to heal people if I cannot stand being, you know, in a hospital, even though ironically, I work at a hospital, but I can't have that direct contact. I cannot stick a needle on somebody. That's just not myself. So I was very just confused on what I need to do in order to help others and uh, or to heal others until, you know, I started looking again within and started my own journey, started to heal myself. And then I realized, and then that's when I knew that, oh, there's so many other ways to heal other people. People are not suffering only from physical illnesses. There are so many other ways people need help. And there are things that I have gone through, things that I have seen that if I share with others, maybe they don't have to go through the same way that I went through. Maybe their lives might be slightly less, you know, painful for them if I've shared something that I have walked through and they can avoid it just because that they have heard me talk about my experiences just because that they have heard my story then they might know better next time for themselves so choose something you enjoy and something you're good at and then you know work hard to contribute to others in a meaningful way and make sure you do it inside a financial model that works for you make your passions help you create financial value for you. Um, And then, you know, that's the way if you're creating something on the side, make it so that you're gaining from it. Also, otherwise you get, you know, overwhelmed and burnt out. And then you can't really serve others to the highest capacity that you can. But these are the things that we're going to talk about today with Jeffine Togba. She is an amazing business coach. She's a growth strategist and a small business enthusiast. Over the last decade, Jeffine has coached, thought, and trained hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs how to accelerate their entrepreneurship journey by teaching them how to build businesses that are simple, scalable, and profitable. Jeffine is the co-founder of the Vantage Group a growth strategy consultancy firm 
and the founder of the Booked and Busy Academy and digitally educational platform for startups. So she's highly experienced. She's a beautiful soul. And I can't wait, you know, for you to listen to this episode. It's so fun. It was so fun recording it. She's just a lovely, lovely person. And I'm so grateful that I can bring her here for you to listen and hopefully inspire you. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a review. Please write a comment. I will appreciate it so much. And um, without further ado, here is Jafine. Hi, beautiful souls. I have another amazing guest with me here today. I have Jeffine Togba. She's such a beautiful soul and a business coach. And Jeffine, I am so glad that you have decided to join us on this show today. So welcome to the Soul Works with Adecha Cole podcast. Thank you. Um, before I start asking you my questions, I have one question that I always ask my guests, and that's what's your morning routine like? Wow. Okay. So my morning routine, I get up before my entire family, at least an hour before they do. And I have a cup of tea and I just sit. I have an ocean view from where I live. So I just sit and just take that time to be still and look out at the ocean and just kind of figure out what my day is going to look like before the chaos begins when my kids and husband, everyone gets up and phone starts ringing. Yeah, that's so beautiful to have that moment for yourself. Yeah. It makes the world of a difference. So. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. And uh, Jafine, today is your birthday. So I'm so grateful that you're here with me <laughs> doing this podcast on your birthday. Yeah. So on behalf of my listeners and myself, we all wish you a very happy birthday. Thank you. So uh, you are a business coach. Can you tell us about you know, your background, where you're from, and, you know, your journey that led you to your career as a business coach. How did it all unfold for you? Okay, yeah. So I am a business coach. I'm Liberian, but I grew up in the United States. I moved back to Liberia about like a little over 10 years ago. And when I got here, I found that you know, Liberian-owned businesses were not dominating the Liberian economy. Our economy was dominated by foreign businesses. And I just felt, you know, it was a bit unsettling to me. I'm like, okay, why is this happening? So I started doing a lot of work as a consultant, you know, working with businesses. Like a lot of people would come to me to help them you know, write business plans to get financing or to do some type of like organizational structuring for larger companies and stuff like that. And after a while, I found that just doing business plans or just doing training or, you know, just creating these documents and processes were not enough because I didn't feel that, you know, it was providing the transformation that was required to position um, Liberian businesses to really succeed in this economy. 
So I decided to like really start doing like more hands-on work and I gravitated to smaller businesses because I just, you know, I felt that they had more of the passion, the hunger, the grind, you know, to really turn their businesses around to really scale and really grow. And I just found a lot of satisfaction in being a part of that process. I just, you know, seeing something come from the ground up, you know, was very fulfilling to me. So I I decided to make a business out of it. (laughs) You know, it's something that I did for free for a very long time. And I'm like, okay, you know, I think I got something here. So, (laughs) you know, let me make this my career. And I actually made the transition quite recently, maybe about a year or two ago. Before then, I always had a full-time job you know, in a, in a corporation. And I just felt that that's not what I was meant to be doing. That was not my calling. And I felt that I was doing myself a disservice by staying in a place that wasn't serving me and working with businesses, especially small businesses really gave me fulfillment, gave me joy, you know, it made me happy. So, you know, that's how I just kind of shifted over into doing that. But it's something that I've been doing really for the last decade, but as a business for the last maybe 18 months or so. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. I think you said something very powerful of not staying in a career or a business that is not serving you. You know, that's one of the reasons why I um, wanted to have this talk with you is, you know, being happy and acknowledging what's serving you and what's not serving you in your career is one of the things that, you know, adds into your quality of life or as a whole into your health, you know, so many of us, I myself a long time ago used to think that health was just about, you know, the food you eat and exercise. And I'm trying to, you know, I learned that in a hard way, but now I'm trying to tell people to create this awareness that there are so many factors in your life that play a role in your health and well-being. And right choosing the right career is one of them a career that serves you a career that gives you joy and you know it creates this feeling of fulfillment whereas if you're you know spending majority of your time working in something that doesn't provide for you or serve you or make you happy it's playing a huge role in your happiness and health so again i'm so grateful that you're here to talk to us about that So I guess you mentioned this, I was going to come back to it later, but in your journey, you said that once you found out what you were doing wasn't really serving you, and then you decided to go do help small businesses and you left your job. Mm -hmm. Um, How do people know when to do that? When is, you know, a lot of people who have a side hustle or a side business, Mm -hmm. what is it that helps them understand if there is a right time, when is it to transition from leaving your full-time job to something that you enjoy doing? You know, this probably goes against like what a lot of people probably say or 
<laughs> what you hear out there. But for me, there was never going to be a right time because and deciding on the right time is really prioritizing what's important for you. Let me put it that way. Like if you're saying, you know, I'm making this amount of money in my job, I'm financially secure, this and that, then, and I need to have this level of money before I can leave this job, then based on that, maybe that's your right time. If in my particular case, I was like, this is draining me. Like, this is not, like, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. Like, I'm not eating right. I'm not sleeping right. I'm not feeling right. Like, I got to get out of this situation. Otherwise, I'm not going to be the Jeffine that I need to be for myself and for my family. So my decision had absolutely nothing to do with, with money because I believed in myself enough that I'm going to make it work. You know what I mean? Because if I said I have to wait till I save $10,000 or six months of savings or whatever, you know, the, the number, there's usually a number out there. I think it's like six months of saving. Knowing me and my situation, that was never going to happen. You know, <laughs> like I was never going to reach that six months. And that was going to be my clutch. You know, I don't have this amount of money, so I just have to keep doing this thing, doing this thing. So I just felt that, okay, Jaffine, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. And you're going to sink or you're going to swim. And I'm a swimmer. I knew that once I remove myself from this situation, I am going to thrive because this is what I was meant to do. I was very aware that this is what I needed to be doing. You know, I planned on what that would look like for me. Like I didn't just get up one day and say, okay, hey, see you job i'm done i had a plan you know that okay once i leave my job this is these are the next steps for me this is how i'm going to generate income in my business and there was a, a little bit of overlap like i started the business while i was transitioning out of that job you know to kind of get the wheels turning but i just feel like i'm the kind of person that I'm like a go with the flow type of person. Like I go with how I feel, you know, and what my spirit leads me to do. And nine times out of 10, when I go by what my spirit leads me to do and not what my head leads me to do, my spirit doesn't usually lead me astray. So I would tell people that there's not, you know, if you're really going to try to say and analyze this and, and try to put it in black and white, there's never going to be really a right time that you'll sit and pinpoint. You just have to go like, what feels right based on your situation and based on what your needs are? You know, intuition, you know, for everybody is really strong. If it feels right, go for it. If it doesn't feel right, then, you know, wait. But yeah, I don't like to tell people all these things have to be aligned <laughs> before you can leave your job because everybody's situation is different. You know? It is. Yes. I love that. You know, search for the answer within, um, right. look within, trust your intuition, you know, you best, nobody else knows you. Exactly. Um, so I love that. Yeah. For the people who, you know, want to start a business, but they're not really sure like what or how, but they know that within them, that's really what they want to do. Mm -hmm. What message do you have for them? 
you know, if you know that you want to start a business, the first place that I always tell people to start is like, what are you interested in, right? Like, what is it that piques your interest? What do you like to do? What do people say that you're good at? You know, that's the first place to start. You know, don't go too far out of the realm of what's familiar to you. And then from there, you start thinking about like, okay, what are some of the problems or what are people's pain points or what are, you know, areas where I could provide solutions in this, in where I'm interested in, you know? So like, for example, if if you really like cooking, right, what are some things that you could, what are some problems with cooking that people could have? They don't know how to cook. They don't have time to cook. You know, they don't know how to put the ingredients together. You know, that's like a whole list of issues when it comes to that area. So you can say, okay, what are some ways that I can solve that? I can provide 30-minute recipes on a blog. I could do a subscription service where I send homemade meals to people. You know, like that's the kind of process that you should go through and it will help you you know, kind of identify a business that fits right with you. I actually have a, a guide on that. I have a free guide on creating business ideas called Business Ideas Made Easy. So, I mean, that's something too that you can share with your audience to just help you. It will help them, you know, walk through the process on at least getting the idea of what you want to do. Because I do have a lot of clients that come to me that They want to do something, but they don't know what it is. And I usually kind of take them through that thought process to help them gain clarity, which is the first step, you know, before you jump to the next step, which is execution. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, it starts by getting to know yourself and what you enjoy. Um, Many of us, you know, we take our talents for granted. Or if somebody doesn't appreciate something we do, we don't think that it's something worth appreciating. But when we take the time to find out what our likes are, you know, what is the thing that I really, really enjoy doing and that I'm good at, Mm -hmm. uh, which I don't mind working late nights on or working weekends on. For me, I love what I do so much uh, that I make the time for it, you know? And if you have something that's your passion and that you really enjoy, that's something, you know, worth pursuing and taking a look at. Exactly. Turning your passion into profit. I always tell people to, when you start a business, it should be something that you that you actually enjoy doing. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just, it's like going to another job. <laughs> that, <laughs> and it's Thank even you. worse because you have to work even harder than the job and you're still not enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So, what are like the common mistakes people make you'd say in getting into you know entrepreneurship and starting a business if um if you can list a few okay what would you say they are well definitely the first one is what we just talked about you know just doing starting a business for the sake of starting a business but not really you know into the area that they're in that's one the second one is starting too big right like i strongly believe in starting small and growing doesn't have to be slow growth but definitely start very simple 
and scale your way up from there. That way you're not too, you're not in too deep, like if it doesn't work out, right? That's the, the second one. And the third one, the third mistake that I see is people taking out loans or investment in the beginning of their business. Like you should try to start your own business with your own money as much as possible. And I'm not even talking like huge sums of money, but don't, you know, go in your business with debt. That's another big mistake that I see people doing. You know, your business should be established. You should have a proven concept or at least validated your business idea and see that it works and that there's potential for scale before you take on debt, but never take a loan before the business even starts. It's just, those are the top three. Mm, I see. So yeah, it makes sense to start small so that Mm -hmm. you don't have to invest too much. But that's a big question that people have. It's like, you know, do I need a lot of money to start a business? And I mean, I guess it I really depends on what the business is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what depends the business what- is. Yeah. And in most cases, you really don't. If you're able to bring the product down to just enough features or benefits that it can go to market, you know, that you can like test, right? And like almost every business you know, that I can think of can be started with very minimal investment, you know, because you have like a, pro- you're developing a prototype and putting it out there. It doesn't have to have all the bells and, and whistles and, and all that stuff in the beginning. So most businesses, you know, that will fall in the small business category can be started with minimal investment. Like even if you wanted to start a restaurant, for example, you don't even have to start with a brick and mortar. You can start. I've known companies that are restaurants now, but they started with like food delivery where they cook the food in their house and delivered it to people just to make sure people like their food <laughs> and their menu and grew from there, you know. So definitely most yeah. businesses can um, can be started right. small without spending tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it should, you know, give you freedom, not anxiety, I think. Right. Uh, if, if when you're getting into it, you're already so scared and you're not feeling that energy. Exactly. Then I don't. Yeah. And I think that's what it, what scares people into going to entrepreneurship, right? Because they think like using that same example, if you want to get in the food business, you feel like you have to go rent a space buy all this equipment, do all this stuff to open the restaurant and opening a restaurant doesn't have to be your first step, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and when, when you approach yes. it that way, it doesn't seem as scary, right? Like, oh, all I have to do is, you know, prepare it. Or like, I know in the States they have um, facilities where you can rent kitchen space or something like that. You know, you can do something like that and do like a, a ordering service, like a, like a Grubhub or Uber Eats where the people order and you know they pick it up from that kitchen or something. You know, there's just there's so many different ways to approach business, you know, these days where whatever it is that you want to do, there's a way to make it work without, you know, diving into a a 20 foot pool. Mm-hmm. You know, you can start in the, the shallow waters until you feel comfortable, 
going that deep. Right. Yeah. And also, I think it's, you know, if you're focused on you and being authentic and making sure that you know, your service and your product is really uh, what you believe in to, like how you said, uh, to the core and not compare yourself with these huge competitors. Right. And, you know, when, when you do that, you're kind of being misaligned now and that's when the debt comes and you start borrowing money or getting a loan, trying to exactly. make your stuff look like them. Whereas and then you even I get think- discouraged because you'll see that the people like, you know, these people are making millions of dollars and you're fighting to make 5000 in a month and you'll say, okay, I'm not doing this right or I'm failing or, you know, you're compared. It's like apples or oranges. You can't compare yourself to people who have, who've been in the business for decades and you have, you know, a hundred times more (laughs) money to spend on marketing and all that stuff that you do. So definitely just focus on what you're doing and, you know, just perfecting your craft and making yourself great. And all of those people that you're comparing yourself to started, you know, where you started, they didn't start off as these huge conglomerates are taking over the market. So definitely humble beginning is important. Yeah, I love that. Humble beginnings. Yes. Just create value. Of right. Being yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And here's another thing as with small businesses, mostly, I think, that are service based. But, you know, when you start small, you start offering you know, free services so that people start getting to know you and your product. Or, you know, many people start with friends and family Mm -hmm. and find it difficult to figure out like when to charge for their product, their time, their service. And they kind of get stuck where, or they start really spending a lot of time doing things for free trying to get noticed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where do you draw the line on that? I never, you know, I have a saying when you start something, you have to end it. (laughs) And (laughs) I never even started with that free business because I always believe that people pay you what you think you're worth. Like there's things that I do in my business for free, like the guide that I mentioned, you know, it's just a free guide. And I, I use it as like a marketing tool, but things that actually require my time, my expertise, my, you know, the money that I've invested to, to learn these things, like you have to pay for it because there's value there. And when you are selling your service to people, you're selling the value. And if you position yourself as an authority and this is what this is worth, People will pay for it. And I always, when it comes to friends and family, I tell them, you know, of course, you know, if you want to give a discount or whatever, that's something different. But those same friends and family will pay a complete stranger to do what it is that you're doing. If they can pay a complete stranger to do that, why can't they support you, their friend or their family? You know what I'm saying? And those are like, that's some of the ways that I, you know, I come at them. People don't even ask me to do stuff for free anymore anyway. (laughs) But, you know, that's that's what I come up with. Like, this is my time that you're talking about. So if you want me to do a favor for you, you know, you get free work on my free time. And I don't have 
a lot of free time. So, you know, if you just want to help somebody and do a favor, you have to make it very clear that it's whenever you're available to do it on your free time. That's why they call it free time. So I encourage people, don't get into that habit. Like you have something that's of value and you shouldn't have to do it for free to get people to believe in you or to patronize you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You teach people how to treat you. Uh, you. It's up to you, right? Right. You're the one setting your standards. I absolutely agree. And I mean, if you're offering value and you're doing it for free, at some point you're going to get burnt out too. You are. You're going to get burnt out. Exactly. And people don't value free. That's another thing. Like if you ask most people in business, whenever they did something for free or for very cheap, those are like their most difficult clients to deal with. Yes. (laughs) So definitely. so much sense. Yeah. Don't. Right. Clients and products that I've done got you that I had no idea on the subject matter, but I knew myself enough that I could figure it out, you know? <laughs> when I sold myself to these clients, they never knew, but I, I stuck in there with a lot of confidence and, you know, I was able to get it done. So definitely don't sell yourself short because your, yeah. your business is, is not going to pick up the way you want it to. Because like, how long is it, are you going to do that for? Like, what... What is the the transition point? Like, how do you know? Like, I don't have to charge for free anymore. So, how do you go from getting stuff away free to charging a thousand dollars for it? That's like people are like, "Whoa, where are you from?" You know. So, just start from mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, this is this yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You set the value for yourself and for your for your work. So, yeah, I agree. And then, okay, so here's the thing, which a lot of people also face it's the fear right the fear of what if i fail what if people don't like what i do i mean i feel like that's something we all feel when we're starting something new there's always going to be fear Uh, what do you have to say to that for people who are already in their you know their business and they want to grow or people who want to start their business yeah. What do you have fear, to say about fear? Fear is is a real like every you're not human if you don't experience fear. <laughs> and the way I approach fear, like, okay, what if this doesn't work? But then I'm like, what if it does? You know? <laughs> what if this really picks up and I start making all this money? Like what if I, you know, someone notices it just takes me to a whole other level? What if I get this really big contract? So I I switch my thinking. Like I think about like, you know, what if this really like I don't think about the negative. I you know try to program myself to think about positive because if you focus on the negative, you're not gonna do it, you know? So that's what really works for me. It's hard to do and it takes some time, you know, but definitely focus on like what if you succeed in what you're doing and what that looks like for you and how life-changing that could be. You know, the, the power of positive thinking. You know, and also, like, when you think in that direction, you know, you're putting those those positive vibes out in the universe and you position yourself to receive, you know, what you're putting out there. So I definitely, I would say, 
to focus on the positive and not the negative. Because yes, it could feel anything could happen, but it also could work. You can succeed. <laughs> you can make a lot of money. That's yeah. That's what helps me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Everybody fears something, you know, the future is always uncertain and the fear is there, but it's, you know, how much do you believe in what you're doing and what you're going to do and how much do you believe in yourself? And, right. um, you, and, you know, like I said earlier, you know, yourself best mm -hmm. and, what I do is I try to question that fear, you know, is it coming from a limiting belief? Or is it something that I, you know, somebody has said something to me a while ago, and I've made that real, um, mm -hmm. that maybe I you know somebody might have said something negative, and I took it in. Um, yeah. But I try to question where that fear is coming from, because it's either coming from, you know, any, any thought is really coming from a fear or from love. Right. Right. And I really question that. And then I either try to let that go to heal that and then move in a place of love yeah. uh, where I encourage myself. And I know that I'm not taking, you know, crazy risks and I'm not competing with anyone. I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone other than this is me, this is my passion, and this is what I want to do. Uh, that helps me when I'm, you know, when that fear kind of comes in. So yeah, that is important. It really is important to identify that makes a lot of difference, you know, and I feel that when you really want to do something and like you're really adamant about something like nobody can convince you that it won't work. Or that, or that you won't succeed, you know? Like, there's just some kind of fire under you. So even if you really get, I would also say to like, if you really get into a place where, like, that's almost paralyzing, where you're not moving ahead, like, obviously, there will always be fear, but if it's to a point where it's like you're stuck because of this fear, then you really have to reevaluate, like, is this really what you want to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If someone is convincing you not to do, you know, what you want to do, then, then you really should go back and ask yourself, okay, you know, do I really have the drive to do this? Is this something that I really want to do? I think that's, that's a really good point because there will be critics, right? I mean, there will be people telling you, oh, this is not going to work. You don't, you know, you can't do this that you will have those people. And if you really believe in who you are and if you believe in your service and your product, it's easy to understand where they're coming from. And in fact, maybe you can even use their feedback to even make your business better, um, I think. Yeah, really question from where that fear is coming from, I think really helps. So, and then, you know, once you art in your business and it might be a little tricky you know when you're funding your own business how do you separate your personal finances and your business and what tricks and tips do you have in setting up your business healthy financially so not be affected so you know once you start your business and you're funding it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, hopefully you haven't taken out too much loan and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, 
what kind of tricks or tips do you have for people who are doing that so that they're not too affected financially in their personal life? How do they separate oh, the personal okay. so finances like and the business right. finances? Okay, so what I do in my business is I have a salary for myself, right? <laughs> so I know that, you know, when you're setting up your, your budget for your business, always include money for yourself, right? Like ask yourself, like, how much do I need to make every month for this business to be worth it to me? So whatever that number is, you include it in your budget. And, you know, depending on the type of business you have, you know, you know that you have to generate this amount of income to satisfy your budget so that at the very least break even. But at least your salary is within that. So, you know, as you're working towards your sales and meeting your goals, you know that even if your profit is zero or break even for that month, you still have your salary accounted for within the sales. Like that's the most important thing because a lot of small business owners, they end up paying their business and their business is not paying them. You know, they, at the end of the day, it's like, you're just doing something just to be doing something, but <laughs> you're not realizing any money from it and it gets frustrating. So from the very beginning, if you incorporate us, even if it's like $500 or $1,000 in the beginning, whatever it is, Put it into your budget so you can make sure that you're generating enough income to cover that. Another thing is you have to make sure that you keep it separate, you know, on the books as well. Usually when it's like a, a sole proprietorship or if you're a freelancer or something like that, like as the money comes in, you know, you spend it for whatever you need to spend it on and your personal spending is getting entangled with business spending so make sure that you have you know like separate accounts and stuff like that and you know whatever is for you for your business money take it out it's good to treat it as a corporation or anything from the beginning so as you do grow you know you already have that discipline in your business like that's the main thing just starting out one making sure that you're allocating money for yourself from the beginning and use that incorporating your budget so you know what your sales targets need to be to meet that and then the second thing is make sure that you're separating them on the books even if you're a freelancer even if you're a sole proprietor or whatever one-man operation you know in legal (laughs) terms is out there but don't don't mix the two because as you grow it's going to become very difficult and confusing for you to keep them separate. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It, it could get very tricky. You know, like you said, you're doing this for the first time and you're funding it and then you are, you're mixing the whole, you know, personal life and then the business finances. I like yeah. that <laughs> having the separate accounts makes a lot of sense and treat it like a corporation because that's really what it is right respect your business right you know from the get-go exactly yeah 
Right, right. Whatever energy you put on it, how you know, however you treat it, it's what you're gonna get back. Um, yeah, like don't, don't like halfway. You know, like even when I started as a one man operation, like I had a business bank account. I set up QuickBooks, you know, with a chart of accounts. I set up everything so that from the beginning, that structure is there, you know. So when you grow, you're not trying. I've seen companies that started off as, you know, one-man operations, and now they have like a $40 million turnover. But in the beginning, they never put that structure in place. So now they're like this huge company and it's just a mess. You know? <laughs> like, and now they're trying to put things in order, but they've already established a culture of a mom shop, you know, with general ledgers and stuff like that. And now it, it, for them to wrap their head around these sophisticated systems and procedures and all this stuff is extremely difficult. Um, what kind of tools or what kind of resources are there for people to learn about this kind of thing? There's so much out there. As far as resources, there's almost everything that you can think of. There's a free or very low cost option. As far as like organizing your business, like for example, QuickBooks is a uh, let me not even use QuickBooks, a free a free accounting software called Wave Financial, where it works just like QuickBooks. You can, you know, do all your entries. You can send invoices, receipts, and everything to people. There's a free version of that. And it comes with tutorials on their website. It comes with like a help center or a help desk, you know, to show you how to use it, how to enter an account, how to set it up. And then there's, you know, YouTube, Google, like a lot of the things that I use, I, I, especially when it comes to like finance, I did like a lot of research online, but now they have like these different, so like the different types of software out there that helps you even for like HR related stuff. They have HR tools, even if you just do like a simple Google search, like free online HR tools. You'll find stuff there. There's books, there's articles, there's like there's just so many things out there that you can find in a simple Google search, you know, to help you figure out the business organization part of it, of your business. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have free versions, you know, which have limited features, but it's enough for you to start with, you know, while you're while you're growing and while you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, you know, how to put themselves out there, like whether I know social media is so big right now, but for people who are just starting and or they've never used social media, what mm -hmm. do you say about that? Like in, in terms of getting yourself out there and getting noticed? Is that something worthwhile spending time on? I think social media is important, but I don't feel um, that it's something to spend hours and hours and hours of your time on. And the reason why I said that you said it rightly when you said social media is big, but big in the, the context that there's a lot out there, right? Social media, you're like in a sea of billions of people 
<laughs> you know, fighting for the same attention that you're fighting for. So I would say for businesses that are just starting out to really start within your own network and build a strong mailing list, actually. I believe that email lists have more power than social media. And the easiest way to like start building up your email list and, you know, putting yourself out there is to tell people, just send people messages like, hey, I just started this business. This is what I'm doing. I'm really excited. I'm going to be launching soon or I have launched. And I just want to keep you updated, you know, with all the exciting things that are coming up. Can I add you to my email list? And 99% of the time, those people are going to say yes. And the thing that I like about those type of people are their, their warm leads because they already know you or have, you know, interacted with you to some degree. So they're not like the cold leads that you would get on social media. And even if those people don't need or want what you're buying or selling, they can recommend you to other people that they may know that need it. So I would say to people who are just starting out and want to put themselves out there, start within your own network and your extended network, because those are the lower hanging fruits than, you know, just going out into the big world of Instagram or Facebook. Not saying that you shouldn't create a presence there, but really focus your energy on those warm leads. Yes, the real, I mean, I call it the real connection to be Yeah. Um, I took, you know, I took a break, a long break from social media a couple of months ago. And I really saw the world differently uh, because as a coach, I used social media a lot. But when I got off, you know, life still went on. I actually was start I started emailing people, calling people and, you know, reaching out in so many different ways, mm-hmm. uh, which creates a different kind of connection. Right. And it's different and it's beautiful. So I agree with you. I think, you know, we have so many opportunities. And I mean, social media is great, but also see what else is out there because you can get too focused. It's very overwhelming. Um, yeah, time consuming. And, you know, yeah. so I have a client that trying to post or something like that or, or make, you know, do those fancy things with your grid, like how when you look at your grid at all at once, it has like a pattern mm. or something like that. And she was like so hell bent on this thing and she was on it for like days and days and days. So when I talked to her, she was telling me about it and she was so excited. I was like, so how much money did you make from doing that? (laughs) You know, just to show her like, this is not the best use of your time. You know, presence is important for awareness, but you really need to connect with people and engage them to get them to buy whatever it is that you're selling. I just think that social media is very, you know, surface level. Don't Mm -hmm. people buy from you when they trust you and Mm -hmm. you can't really establish that rapport through social media alone. No. Yeah. I mean, just be authentic. Uh, just be yourself. I think you know? right. people trying to make social media, like you said, look very pretty and have, uh, for me, 
if you look at my social media, I go back and forth. Like sometimes I do patterns, other times I don't. Yeah, like, just whatever you feel yourself. like doing. Yeah, yeah, just be you, so that people can see the real you, and that's when the you know they get tr- trust you and you become relatable. So right, yeah, I think authenticity makes a huge, huge difference. So. You know, things have changed so much now with the pandemic. And what message do you have for people who are struggling in their business or who people who want to start a business now? They have ideas on what life or how life has changed. And what do you have to say now when we're going through this very transitional time? The first thing I would say is that 2020 is not canceled, right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) so many people, I've I've heard that a lot. And I'm just like, if you take anything out of this year, you know, from your moment of just being still, you should really have a clear picture on kind of like what's next, right? Like this time is to really just reflect on like, okay, this is an eye-opener for a lot of people. Some people realize that their situation isn't as comfortable as they thought it was. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm very comfortable in my job. I have a nice salary and this and that. All of a sudden, they don't have that job anymore. Or, you know, that salary got cut in half. You know, so just really think about what does life look like for you after this? Because like you said, this is a transitional period. And You're not going to end this year, no matter what you do, the same way that you started. So you really need to think about, like, how do you come on the upside of this, right? What opportunities are available now because of this situation? If you, a lot of businesses that you see thrive came out of, you know, disastrous situations, like, You know, when we went through the Great Depression, you saw a lot of businesses that are, you know, huge multi-billion dollar companies today came out of that (laughs) that Great Depression. Even, you know, going, you know, a little not too far back, they had the recession. You know, a lot of people took those opportunities and came out of it ahead. So now that we've gone through this, like what opportunities do you see that are aligned with what that you can take advantage of, you know, and start building on that to come out ahead on the other side? Don't wait until it's too late. The people like people now are saying, okay, this is a problem. This is an opportunity. This is the opportunity. And they're acting on it now. So by the time we come out of the pandemic, whatever that may be, they've already done the groundwork. They've already established themselves. They already started putting themselves out there. So I want to encourage people, don't be one of those people that are thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, waiting for the right time or, you know, whatever it is that that I call the enemy of progress, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that you have now in the best way that you can because the window of opportunity in this season is not going to be waiting around for you to figure out what it is what you want to do or for you to take action Mm. yes absolutely wow (laughs) yes i mean and be careful to what you listen to in, you know, again, in social media and in the news, it's, it could be so negative. 
Um, exactly. And yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, really be careful on what you're hearing because it affects your thought process. It affects um, your vision and then that affects your business or exactly. your finance. Because so. the media is painting this doomsday picture, right? Like, oh, everything yeah. is going to be horrible. And that doesn't have to be the case, you know? You really need to filter what you allow into your space, you know, media, friends, family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Do your research, do, you know, do your work, but stop allowing other people to influence you so much that you lose track of who you are and you lose track of your dreams. Right. Um, I, uh, I really agree with everything that you just said. Wow. This has been so powerful. Um, oh, thank you. But I want to ask you, what's one thing we can do for our business? One thing, if you can share with us. One thing that you can do for your business is evolve. Mm. Don't get complacent in your business. Always, you know, the world is always changing. People are always changing. Your customers are changing. Make sure that your business is evolving along with that change. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. That is so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Wow, Jeffine, you've shared so much with us. I really appreciate um, I appreciate having you. Just said. Thank you so much. I believe in serving people. Um, I think we're all here to serve one another. And I want to ask you how myself and my listeners, how can we serve you? You can serve me by following me and the work that I do. I also believe in serving people. I give and I give and I give as much value as I can to my community. So help, you know, you can serve me by allowing me to serve you. So, you know, I would encourage all of you to follow me. I'm on Instagram at Jeffine, J-E-F-Y-N-E or on my website at bookedandbusyacademy.com. Perfect. And um, I will include all that on the show notes. Uh, Thank you, Jeffine, so much. And enjoy your birthday. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. How beautiful was that? I mean, uh, I hope you got so much from it. I did. I got a lot. I learned a lot from Jeffine. Uh, She's truly beautiful, amazing soul. I love the work that she does uh, helping small businesses. You know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, having a career that, you know, is something dear to us, that serves us, that we're passionate about, plays a huge role in our well being. Uh, health is not just the food you eat, it's not just drinking water or exercising. There is so much to being a healthy, whole person. And a part of that is what kind of work you do? How are you serving others? What contribution are you making into this world? And depending on that and the value that you put out is how much you know you get back financially, emotionally, um, spiritually. There is just so much that you gain. And you can be your highest, most authentic self when you are doing the work that you love, when you're serving others. So in, you know, by being who you are, by being yourself. And 
I really hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you've learned so much from it. If you know anybody who will benefit from hearing this, if you uh, believe that others should listen to this podcast, I invite you and I encourage you to share this in, you know, on your social media, to talk about it with your friends and family. You know, let others know. Help me help others as well. You know, you, my work can be transferred through you. I'm trying to serve other people. I'm trying to help people see and that they can grow. And there's just so many ways to grow. There's so many ways to be aligned to who you are. And life does not have to be so hard if we're all contributing and serving each other. We need each other. And I'm so glad that I was able to share this amazing, beautiful soul. So glad I shared Jiffy with you. And yeah, go ahead, share it. I'd love to hear what you think as well. I'd love to hear your feedback. So write me a review, you know, send me a message, anything, even for future podcasts. If you want me to bring certain guests on certain issues, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to listen and I will listen. So I uh, love you, beautiful souls. Until next time. Bye. Thank you.